welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk. Relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco and I'm your host. Now let's talk. Hello, Thriver. Hello, Overcomer. Hello, my victorious and successful listener. Thank you so much for pressing play on today's episode. This is part two, how to have the best year ever. If you haven't pressed play on part one, it really gives you tips about how to thrive in your walk with the Lord. Exactly. We just wanted to give you our best life hacks, our best tips, best words of wisdom, 23 of them to be exact, so you can have the best year ever, a super blessed 2023. Amen. Just a little update about our reach. Real People, Real Talk has been played in 96 countries in over 1,800 cities. To God be the glory. Man, we really appreciate you for tuning in each week and sharing these episodes. And if this podcast is adding value to your life, and if you'd like to support our podcast, would you consider becoming a monthly partner um, through Patreon? You can choose whatever dollar amount you want and just know that we are grateful as every dollar counts to help us with our podcast expenses on some advertisements so we can grow and reach more people. And I'm going to leave that link in the show notes as it only takes a few minutes to set up. But thank you in advance. Now for today's content, our best hacks and tips for you today is how to thrive in your mental and emotional health. We did one through seven last week, and now we will pick up with number eight. Fancy, huh? Number eight, develop a self-care routine. Yes, Google defines self-care like this, the practice of taking action to preserve or or to improve one's own health. The practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness, in particular during periods of stress. Shout out to Google. So self-care is not selfish. We know that. But it's an intentional way that you can fill up your cup so you can be at your best, so you can fully love God, fully serve God, and fully love and serve his people. Self-care is... It's not a luxury, but rather it's a necessity. And we have a biblical basis for this. Yes. Matthew 22, 35 through 40 says, And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Amen to the word of the Lord. Now, zooming in on verse 39, it says to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Loving yourself in a balanced, healthy, and unselfish way. I want to be very clear. I participate in self-care so I can be at my best mentally and emotionally so I can serve God and my family to the very fullest. So self-care is not selfish. It is pouring into your cup. So you can be full and you can help other people out. If I'm stressed and I'm burnt out and I'm emotionally drained, I can't fully show up for those that God has called me to serve. Amen. And so, babe, I want to hear from you in your honest opinion. Why do you think self-care is important? Well, self-care is important because you have to take care of yourself first. You can't take care of other people 
if you do not take care of yourself. Yeah, just like they say on the airplane, if something was to go wrong and you need to use your oxygen mask, and so whether you have your parents there or your kiddos there, uh, put the oxygen mask on yourself first. That's what the stewardess t- would tell you to do. So therefore, you'll be enabled to help somebody else out. So what would a day, a perfect day of self-care look like for you? Okay, so a perfect day of self-care for me definitely would start off sleeping in as much as the Lord and my body will allow me to sleep in. That's going to be number one. After that, it would definitely to be um, to take a nice bubble bath, right? A nice warm bubble bath. Um, Sometimes baths are hard because you are too tall for the tub. Um, and so we just got a new tub here recently and being able to submerge my entire body in the tub is awesome. So, uh, yeah, I think that would be a perfect self-care day. Sleep in, bubble bath. I mean, if I were to go to the nail shop and get a pedicure, that would okay. be awesome too. Starbucks, of course. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect, man. My, speaking of perfect, the perfect day of self-care will look like this. Waking up next to you and your beautiful face. Oh, that's so nice. Yes, sir. Brownie points. <laughs> so um, my Friday, my day off, if I was to have a perfect day, it would be this. Um, I will wake up naturally, not to alarm clock. Whenever my body wakes me up, that's when I'm going to wake up. I like to open up the blinds and allow some sunlight to come in. Um, nothing like burning a candle. So I light a candle. Um, of course, grab a cup of coffee. I like just to sit in the backyard and just express some gratitude to the Lord, man, just for, for that day, for that week. And, of course, read my Bible, and I'll take some time to pray and connect with the Lord. And just telling him, thank you for another day. Similar to my wife, I like to take a bubble bath. Because with showers, you know, they're usually like sometimes you're in a rush or whatever. But when you take a bath, that takes more time. And so I like a bubble bath because it forces me to kind of slow down, relax, mm-hmm. recharge. And bonus points, if you put in some Epsom salt. Or some, uh, or you light a candle again while you're in the tub, and so all this will be will be done at a slow pace and no rush. I know I'm going longer than you, babe, but later on I will hop on the treadmill so I can get some exercise in. And while I'm exercising, I'll be watching the NBA game. So that is mine. And so I know we gave you an example of what our perfect day would look like, but at the end of the day, you don't have to have a perfect day of self care in order to refill your cup mentally and emotionally, or even a full day. But you need to take some time to fill up your cup consistently. And number nine is... Get help. And sometimes self-care isn't enough by yourself. You have to often invite other people in, and that could look like opening up to a trusted friend, open up to a trusted pastor so they can hear you out, allow you to vent, Get some things off your chest and they can pray for you and encourage you or get help may sometimes mean getting Christian counseling. Mm -hmm. It's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to not get help. That's good right there. And it's okay to ask for help because I firmly believe that seeking help doesn't mean that you're weak. It means that you are wise enough. You are strong enough and you are courageous enough to get the help that you need. And this could take um, other forms as well. Yes. So if you are struggling in your marriage, you may want to consider marital counseling. If you're struggling in your fitness, you may want to hire a coach or a nutritionist 
or just find a workout buddy to keep you accountable. Exactly. So get the help that you need. And so for all of life's problems, I firmly believe once again that God's word has a solution. So before we move on to our next point, we just want to speak God's word over you right now. Yes. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And backing up to the Old Testament, Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. John fourteen twenty seven says, Peace is what I leave with you. It is my own peace that I give to you. I do not give it as the world does. Do not be worried and upset. Do not be afraid. And that's God's word. And it's so good. So, all right. So here's another practical tip that will help you to have the best year ever as it relates to your mental and emotional health. Number 10, stop postponing your joy. This is definitely a personal favorite of mine. Man, tomorrow is not promise. The Bible says that our life is like a mist here today and gone tomorrow. So stop waiting for some, you know, future moment so you can be happy and so you can enjoy life. All too often I hear people say, man, I can't wait until I graduate. I can't wait until I get married or till vacation. Then I'm going to be happy. But in actuality, those things may not come. You may, I hope they do for you, but they may not come. So be happy and enjoy life now. And with this, man, you really have to be intentional and plan your joy. One of the things that I love to say referring to this is whatever those things are that bring you joy, you need to put that on your to-do list. Put that on your planner. Put that in your calendar. Discover those things that bring you joy and do them consistently. Amen. The only person that can bring you the joy that you desire is the Lord. And talk with him about those things. Make it happen, Captain. <laughs> Make it happen. Because if we're honest here, I mean, life is short. Life is precious. Yeah. So carpe diem, seize the day. Make the most of every moment. And before we move on, I have a few quotes that we want to share with you as it relates to joy and enjoying life. All right. The secret of life is enjoying the passage of time. James Taylor. Another one from Oprah is living in the moment means letting go of the past, not waiting for the future. It means living your life consciously aware of each moment that you breathe is a gift. Mm. Life is an opportunity. Seize the day. Live each day to the fullest. Life is not a project, but a journey to be enjoyed. Catherine Pulsifier. And one more from yours truly, myself. Life is meant to be enjoyed, not endured. So stop postponing your joy. And number 11 is closely related to this. Which is practice vent joy. Vent joy. Yeah. Another personal favorite because we're giving our favorites and our best to you because we want you to thrive mentally and emotionally. And you may say, what is vent joy? So a lot of time we can be guilty of only venting about those things that are bad. We voice our complaints. We voice our worries. But what if we voice, what if we vented about the things that bring us joy? My wife and I, we do this often. And when we do, it's an immediate mood booster and mood changer. And it's closely related to practicing gratitude 
but slightly different. So we're just going to um, model that for you right now. So, babe, let's vent joy. What are some things that brought you joy um, this past week or month? Okay, so some things that have brought me joy. Uh, last weekend, I had a um, day where I guess it could have been my self-care day because I had a day where I didn't have to do anything, didn't have to go anywhere. I woke up, cleaned up the kitchen. I sat on the couch upstairs. I mean, it was just a cool day. I watched my TV shows. I was just chilling. It was awesome. I took a nap. It was great. So that's something that brought me joy. Um, Also, being able to spend time with you on our date nights uh, bring me joy. We were able to get hibachi, which yes, is sir. one of our favorite meals. Um, So fulfilling. And I always have leftovers. So that's great. Um, But yeah, those are two things that brought me joy this past week. Okay, okay. I'm going to go back. I've had a joyous time at the beginning of this year, of course, but I just want to go back to Christmas, if y'all don't mind. For me, the thing that brought me joy within the past month, and a month is 30 or so days, so within the last 30 days, uh, was Christmas break, man. Seeing my family, um, seeing my parents, seeing my siblings, seeing my, my nieces and my nephews um, in Mississippi, and seeing your family, babe, which is my family, my mm-hmm. brother-in-law and sister-in-law and nieces and nephews in Louisiana. And we had a fun time with them. It was like, let's get out the house. We took them to Five Below and let them pick out some things. Then we took them a few other places they asked to go. And just just making memories. So that time with family, um, that vacation time off from work, spending with the people that I love, um, just brought me a lot of joy. That's good, babe. That's good. So that was just a snippet of how we vent joy from time to time. And I would encourage you to do that with your spouse. You can do that with your friend or your accountability partner. And like I say, just try it out. It's a mood booster. But now for life hack number 12. Number 12, journal. And I'm going to keep this one brief, but consider adding journaling to your self-care routine. And here's some things that you can journal about. You can journal about the things that bring you joy. So you can vent joy in your journal. Um, You can journal about God's activity in your life. And it's such a cool practice for me personally that going back to some of my journals and just being reminded of the goodness of God in my life and his faithfulness, man. I mean, journaling can also serve as a spiritual discipline. It's a place where you can document the works and the ways of God in your life. Babe, talk to the people. What are some other things that people can journal about? So a few things that you can journal about would be daily events. Or a record of personal relationships, insights of scripture, lists of prayer requests, answer prayers, any of those things. I love it. And speaking of journaling, the closest thing we have to journaling in the Bible would, uh, would be Lamentations. And that's what Jeremiah was talking about. And then another one, my personal favorite, is that of Psalms. And the Bible says in Psalms 103, it says to bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Y'all know me. I feel like preaching. But verse two says to bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. And forget not all of his benefits. And one of the best ways in quote there. But one of the best ways not to forget about his benefits is to journal and write it all down. Write it down. You could do it daily or weekly. Just try it and do what's best for you. Also, we came across an article from the University of St. Augustine of Health Sciences that lists the top benefits to journaling, which includes it improves your mental health. It boosts your emotional intelligence and inspires creativity. It encourages self-confidence. Just to name a few. All that to say, start journaling, my friend. Journal. 
Number 13 will be stop the comparison game. It's real people, real talk. We're about to go there. Talk about um, it. Babe, why do you think comparison is such a dangerous game to play? Well, if you are comparing yourself, your life, your everything to somebody else, then how are you going to live up to those standards? Come on. Everybody's life is not the same. Everybody doesn't go through the exact same things at the exact same time. You know, we go through different things in our lives and it changes us and it makes us the people that we are. We have to know that when we're comparing ourselves to other people, that it's not doing anything but bringing negativity uh, into our lives. We're not bringing positivity whenever you're comparing yourself. You're bringing negativity because you're going to always be looking at, well, they did this and they went there and they had this and this and that. And I should be doing this. I'm this age and I should be, I should have this done and da, 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 da. And it's always, always, always what you could do better. But what are you doing good right now? What are you doing good right now? Talk about those things. Talk about the things that you want to see yourself get to, but not based off of somebody else. But you out here dropping gems, dropping knowledge. Because comparison is dangerous. Also, because when you compare, you are taking your eyes off of the Lord and putting your eyes on other people. Mm -hmm. Man, the comparison game, it's a strategic tool of the enemy. Because when you're looking at other people and you look at them and you determine who you should be and you look at other people to kind of gauge your success instead of focusing on who God has called you to be, instead of focusing on what God has called you to do in your life, instead of focusing on what God has already done in your life, these things, this comparison will lead to being jealous, Mm -hmm. ungrateful, and even unhappy. True statement, babe. And you got to think about like everything happens for a reason. Nothing's by mistake. Nothing's just up and falls out the sky, right? Everything happens for a reason. And so if God wanted you to be in that place or have that thing or do that thing, you'll be doing it. Mm. So you got to be happy and you got to be understanding. You got to be prayerful in the situation that you are in. Maybe it's not your time yet. Maybe you're not ready for that thing yet. Cause God knows best, you know, God knows that right now, if he give me $100, I'm probably going to spend it on Starbucks. Let's be real, right? I'm going to spend it on Starbucks. So maybe the $100 that I want, I don't need right now. You got to understand everything happens for a reason. I'm so glad that you brought that up and you just said it how you said it, baby. Because when we compare, we feel like we have this attitude that God hasn't given me enough. God isn't doing enough in my life. And I'm here to tell you that when God bless other people, that's a reason to celebrate, not hate. That's a reason to, to congratulate, not hate, like they used to say back in the day, because this God that we serve, he is all powerful. He's never ending. So the same God that blessed them is the very same God that can bless you. And like Slim already said, sometimes it's, maybe it's not your season or maybe God wants to do a greater and deeper work in you before he bless you with those things that you are envying about or praying about. Mm-hmm. And taking a step further, like comparison is the attitude that says God is better to that person than he is to me. <laughs> comparison, that attitude is saying God is holding out on me and I deserve more. But let me say this and I'll move on because I'm going to do another sermon episode on this later. But stop comparing yourself to other people and focus on what God has already blessed you with. 
Focus on all the good things that God wants to do in your life and that he's already done in your life. Mm-hmm. Now, let's do a quick recap before we reveal the final life hack of this episode. All right. Number eight, develop a self-care routine. Number nine, get help when you need it. Number 10, don't postpone your joy. Number 11, voice and vent about the things that bring you joy. Number 12, practice journaling. And number 13, stop the comparison game. And lastly, we have number 14, find your identity in Christ and Christ alone. So once again, I'm going to try to keep this one brief because I want to do an entire episode and sermon on this. But it's unwise to place your identity, your worth in anything else but Christ. Mm -hmm. And here's why. Unfortunately, life happens. Jobs, they come and they go. Relationships, friendships, they often fail. Popularity can wane. Net worth can fluctuate. We got inflation out here. So place your identity in Christ who never changes. We got to place our identity in the vertical eternal things, which is Christ, instead of the horizontal temporary things. And here's your identity as a believer. You are loved. You are chosen and you are destined to do great things. So hold on to these truths and hold on to these promises. Keep your identity in Christ and Christ alone. So this is the best of the best tips and words of wisdom to help you to thrive mentally and emotionally. We want you to have some good mental health out there. And so, babe, do you mind saying a prayer for our dear listener? God, thank you so much for everything that you are doing in and through us. We thank you for our listener. We thank you just for the life that you have given them, God. We pray that as we um, go throughout our days, God, that we take these things to heart, God, that we continue to love on you and to uh, give you the honor and the glory that's due to your name, God. We thank you for um, these gems that you have given us here, and we pray that we um, hold fast to these things that you have said in your word And we love you and we thank you just for loving us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Know that we are in your corner and we want to see you win. Thanks again for tuning in to the podcast today. And before we let you go, be sure to click the link in the show notes to become a monthly supporter through Patreon. We will see you next week for part three and the conclusion to this series. And that episode will revolve around relationships and personal growth. Until next time, go be all that God has called you to be. And we out.